Welcome to Indecent Tea Time. The dish on all your naughty reads. I'm Kristen. And I'm Jessie. And we're going to talk about so much smut. This podcast contains mature content. Please read all trigger warnings before reading any book. This podcast also contains serious spoilers for all books, so don't be mad at us for sharing the best parts. The content of this podcast is intended for adults. Safety, respect, and consent are of the utmost importance in any sexual situation. And while we're discussing many topics, we always advise our listeners to be safe, communicate, and respect others. If you're down for the ride, let's get into that tea. All right, episode three. I'm so excited. We are talking about Emmy Chandler's Dirty, Lovely, Broken today. It has everything in it. It's got abduction, captivity, CNC, breeding tropes, bondage. She's a virgin. All the things. It's going to be crazy. But first, let's just bring it back and catch up. It's been so much craziness, and I can't wait to just have a break. Let's talk about it. I have the craziest family on the planet. I went to, I took my mom to dinner tonight. Yeah. But my older brother, Jeremiah, he goes, are you coming into the restaurant tonight? Because he works at a restaurant. And so Mondays. But, yeah. Mondays. You yeah. Go Monday nights. And you, yeah. And I was like, no, we're not. I'm not coming in tonight. I'm taking mom out. Right. He goes, well, swing by the restaurant on your way home. I go over there and I was like, that's fine. I'll like grab a drink before we uh, record. And so I walk in and he's sitting at a table in the back. He's a manager there. Uh-huh. And I was like, I was actually going to get a drink. I got to go talk about big dicks and fucking for the next couple hours. So <laughs> I, need a, I need a drink. And the, the girl looks at me and was like, what? And my Jeremiah looks at her yeah. and goes, my sister has the smut book podcast. And I was like, yeah, that's me. I'm that's the one. Me. That's my I'm side gig. It was funny. And then she was like, what do you do for your like, real job? <laughs> you don't want to know. It's much less entertaining. What, yeah, it's adulting. Don't that's worry about it. That's what I do. But we're sitting there, right? And this girl, one of the waitresses, one of the girls that works there comes up and she is young. She's making fun of the older girl that I was talking to. Mm-hmm. And she calls her a... I'm like looking it up right now because our audience is going to learn some new vocabulary with us. Um, she goes, you're such a treesh. Treesh? You know, treesh. Yeah. And treesh. the girl goes, what does that well, mean? What? Let me, let me guess. Let me get, let me think about this. Treesh. It was an insult. Yes. It was an insult. It was an insult. Treesh. I had no idea either. I just stood there <gasps> sipping on my drink. Is, it, is like it short? Like, is it? Sh- so we had to have her spell it. I don't understand. Yeah. You're just making up words. And she goes, you want me to spell it out for you? And I was like, yes, yeah, I can spell it out. <laughs> and she goes, T-R-E-E-S-H. And I was like, yeah, okay, that's a made up word. I have no fucking clue. You're not going to guess it. No, I'm not. Go ahead and give it to me. A New York hoe. You're such a, a treesh. A New Apparently, York Ho? A New York Ho. Yeah, every uh, large metropolitan city apparently gets their own word for Ho. And I was like, okay. I'm old. Yeah, so I had this weekend, um, we went to Blackhawk on Friday. Oh, yeah. (laughs) This is the other thing I have to talk to you about. I think got into a place, Jesse, where I make other people uncomfortable. Okay. Um, Not how I thought that was going. With my commentary. (laughs) Okay. So we go to Blackhawk to celebrate my sister-in-law's boyfriend's 30th birthday but I've never met his family before Mm -hmm. and so 
we all went up to Blackhawk and his family's there, our family's there, their friends are there. And I'm sitting there talking to his dad and his mom and they're super cool, right? They're very cool, super relaxed. And I got my sister-in-law and my mother-in-law Lashify for Christmas, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, neither of them know how to use it. And so when we went up there, both of them texted me and they're like, will you do our lashes for tonight? Because, you know, we want to learn how to do it. And so I did both of their lashes. And then a couple hours later, we were at the casino. For those of you who don't know, in Colorado, Blackhawk is a casino town, right? It's like a whole town with a bunch of MGM and Caesars Palace owned casinos. But it's super fun. It's a mini Vegas in the mountains. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. But we're at the bar and my brother-in-law's dad, he starts talking trash about the Lashify right he's like i don't understand it and she looked really pretty like they were super light like they looked really natural they they weren't like gaudy and big and stuff right and i'm just laughing and his wife goes honey she's wearing them right now and he goes well still and i look at him jesse and i go listen maybe your son would get a little more head every once in a while his girlfriend felt pretty sometimes oh shit (laughs) and he was like i did not think of it that way i was like just saying throw the guy about and he goes you're a dirty girl oh (laughs) she's like you have no idea right you have no idea all right let's jump into the book that we're going to talk about tonight so we are talking about dirty lovely broken the first book of the series in the twisted kingdom trilogy it's a trilogy but the third one is not out yet correct yeah yes as far as i know yeah yeah so they're written by emmy chandler I did not know this, but Emmy Chandler is not her real name. It's her, like, pen. Oh, it's her pseudonym? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she has a... All I could find on her was she has another career by another name. <laughs> I was like, okay. I'm so sure there's... she's like, yeah, I'm not gonna... <laughs> yeah. So there's not a whole lot out there about her, but she does sci-fi romance Trigger warnings for this book would be obviously abduction, captivity, CNC, so consensual non-consent, altered mental mental states. There's a breeding trope within this. There's bondage. There's toys. She's a virgin. Like all the things, right? All of the items that could go awry there in the book. Uh, It's also a reverse harem, kind of. Like forced reverse harem. I would say forced, yeah. Situation. This is... Oddly enough, the book that got me into smut. While I liked my Korean manhwas, there was just not, I guess, not enough smut. And so I went onto Kindle and I was just looking and I came across Emmy Chandler and I was reading her author page on Kindle and it introduced these, so what so far are two books of her series. And it came with a bunch of trigger warnings. She basically said, you know, this is what it is. And if you don't like it, then don't read it. And I just, I loved how she said that on her synopsis. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what hooked me in. And I was like, okay, well, you know, it can't be that bad. And then I started reading this book and I was like, holy shit, maybe uh, this is pretty dark. Maybe it could be that bad. Okay, so she says, this is not in bold letters at all like my other series. This is a messy, angsty, dirty reverse harem sci-fi fairy tale arcing over the course of three books the happily ever after won't come until book three if you have triggers do not read this book 
if you're still with with me, welcome to the Twisted Kingdom. And that's why I was like, oh, okay, well, you know, it can't be that bad. You started with this book and then climbed your way out of the hole. (laughs) Yeah. And I have been slowly climbing my way into the hole. And so this book is actually not that bad compared to some of the more recent ones that I've read. But uh, it is definitely something to be aware of. It was a really good book so far, right? We still have one more book in the series, which I'll definitely read when it comes out. But it was really good, like highly entertaining. It kept me captivated the whole time. And the sex scenes are good. Like they just are are really good. And so we'll do like a quick little, like not synopsis, but a quick little summary of what the book is about, just so people understand. So there is a girl who is the princess of one society and they were warring with another society, right? So she then is given as tribute in the peace negotiations to the opposition, which happens to be three brothers. So the three brothers have this gift where if they bite you, then you are automatically susceptible to their persuasions like you're very right. lustful for them and like your body just voluntarily wants them and the whole part of this peace negotiation is that she be bred so she ha- has a child so that they're joining the two kingdoms and that's how the peace negotiations are supposed to work right so right from a really high level she's given to them as a prisoner of war but she is like her mental state is chemically altered by their she is broken <laughs> she, <Right. laughs> I was gonna say she isn't altered sorry I didn't mean to interrupt but yeah she is this poor girl is not altered and she is broken yes. this is true For, and 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 that's where it kind of comes along a little bit of like consensual non-consensual and it's only consensual because she is bitten by these guys like it even mm-hmm. talks about her being somewhat raped in the first book. Yeah, yeah. She brings it up, right? Because she knows, obviously, that this is what's happening. But her body just reacts to them. Um, right. I guess it, it would kind of be like that betra- That bot- she's betrayed by her own body beca- and because of this power, this magic, right? Exactly. I actually really love this book, though, because each brother has, like, their own thing. And so one brother is just very broody and masculine. And then another brother is into being, like, the Prince Charming type of situation. And the third brother is into pain pleasure components. Obviously, yeah, BDSM, S&M. Yeah. Yeah. And so he... They're all very interesting and they all play like very interesting part in this. But an example, my favorite, I, something I really enjoy about this, and we talked about this in our very first podcast about like being taught to deep throat. So, yeah. yep. <laughs> the, like the very first two sex scenes, essentially, are where they've thrown her in the hole. So they've thrown her in a dark room for two days and not fed her. And I think because she wouldn't take her off her clothes. And so she comes out of the hole and in order to repent or like, I don't know, get back on their good side, right? 
they're like, okay, you have to perform your duty, which you volunteered to be tribute. You just didn't know that this was like the terms of the tribute. So so she volunteered to be there, right? She didn't necessarily know what she was getting herself into. But so one of the brothers essentially is like, get on your knees and give me head. Well, the other brother sits behind her and coaches her through it because she's a princess, right? She's never given head before. Uh, much less deep-throated anybody. But the brother who sits there behind her and, like, talks her through that whole scenario, I love him. He's my favorite. I think it's because I like the talking component. Like, I like a very vocal partner, like a guy who talks dirty. And he really does it. He does a good job. He coaches her all the way through it. One of the first things he says is, like, let your throat open. And when he presses forward again, swallow him. He's literally, like, talking her through this. They're all, like, standing Are you talking about Orlin? Or are you talking about the younger brother, Malik? So Malik is the one who does the coaching. Orlin is the one who is into the masochism. Sadistic. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then Jude is the oldest brother. He's, like, the king. Right? He's the most senior of the brothers. The doucher. Yeah, I love all. I mean, he and he isn't like he's just in the uh, anime. We call it. It's like a where they're like icy cold, but then they do something because they know that it's like sweet, right? They're like hot and cold. Yes, and he is a total. I think it's called a sundere, but okay, that's the nerd in me that's giving you anime references. Anyways, um, it's. Like, he he does, like, all this, like, he kills her brother in front of her. And then she has to be at the whims of, right, this hot and cold king now, right? Yeah, he's he king. king. And then his other brothers, which I like Malik, but I think there's a component of he he's manipulative he knows how to he's like it's and he tells them too it's not hard to get her to do what i want because you guys are assholes to her so all i have to do is just be the bare minimum of sweet and she just molds right she melts for me and i think that's when jude the oldest one is like he finally gets why she likes him more right that she does whatever uh, malik wants because yeah. the other two treat her like utter garbage. Yeah. And it is funny, right? Because he's like the war captain or the war general for their kingdom. Right. So, like, the guy's not a good guy, right? It's not a good guy. Right. Um, but I do think it's super interesting. I love that she requests him, Malik, this, like, yes. the not sweet, but coaching um, brother to attend the times that she has with the more with Orlin. Yeah, Orlin who likes to do the masochism. And well and know, I like on the opposite end because Orlin likes him there too because then she takes more pain when he's there and he's like, yeah, come on, like fine. If this is supposed to be just my time, but I like it when you're in here because then she endures more pain. She can do more stuff when you're here. And I'm just like, you sadistic motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> I was going back and rereading these scenes compared to some of the books I've read recently. Like, mm-hmm. when we're talking about, like, he's the one who likes to cause pain, he's, like, using nipple clamps, right? Which is, I mean, it's not, like, he spanks her and he uses nipple clamps. Like, he doesn't do actually anything super, like, violent or painful. But the way that he describes the usage of 
the nipple mm-hmm. clamps, right? So I didn't know this. Like the whole point is that it keeps your nerve endings alive, but the m- most painful part is when you actually take the nipple clamps off. Take them off. Yeah, and all the blood rushes to your nipples. So what he does, right, is he is like playing with her through all of this, and then he has his brother go down on her while she's got these nipple clamps on, and he's like massaging her breasts to make sure there's as much blood flow like in that region as possible. And when she orgasms, he takes them off so that it's painful on the nipples while she's orgasming. And that's mixed with pleasure, right? Yeah, pain and pleasure situation. And that's his whole like experiment, his social experiment. He likes to see how much of that. But I was laughing when I went back. And you know what? These scenes aren't actually that bad compared to some of the shit that I've read lately. Right. But I also think he knows that this is that she's new to this, right? That he knows he can't just immediately jump into because he has a treasure trove of toys, but he chooses to go like he's working her up to the bigger shit. And and as the books progress, they do get more involved. I wouldn't say more painful, but more like complex. Right. He knows what she can take, but he he's coaching her. Mm-hmm. Malik is for sure coaching her through all of this. And then obviously like, there's three of them. So they take her at the same time, which is pretty hot too. That dinner party, they had just made her sit at the table and denied her of an orgasm. And they said, if you orgasm, then you're going to get punished. So she's sitting there while they're all eating dinner. And she's like, has this toy in her and she's not allowed to come. And then she does. And their way of punishing her is taking her all at the same time. Yes. You're totally right. That dinner party at the end where he has, so he has a remote controlled double pronged dildo where she has to withhold her own orgasm or else she gets punished by being taken by three dudes at the same time. It's pretty good. She clearly doesn't win this game. She has no chance. (laughs) And I think they increase it as because she's like, okay, I got it. They're like, oh, you're doing good. Increase power. (laughs) Uh huh. I know. And I was, like, trying to think about this dildo, right? So it's double-pronged, and the part that's in your vagina, like, spins. And then the part that's in your ass expands. And I was like... Well, and again, we're on a different planet, and he's an engineer, so I'm sure. (laughs) This is true. He's building his own sex toys, because I was like, I'm pretty sure that that would that's like that thing and I, i've looked at a lot of sex toys on the internet that i don't think that's one of them at least i haven't seen it and if i do see it i'm gonna send you a, well then it will a be picture a picture of it immediately more research, <laughs> more research. <laughs> it was so i good. just i think i'm invested in this story now because the author did say that there was a happily ever after and i'm just like at this point how this poor girl <laughs> She deserves a fucking palette. It's definitely interesting how she develops into her character. I love how they always call her their dirty princess because she's, well, you've made me into a whore. And they're like, no, you're a dirty princess because you, there is a component, like you said, of self-discovery where she does like some of this stuff, even though she knows her body is betraying her and all of this. But it is pretty interesting that she kind of comes around towards the end of the second book i do love how strong she is through all of this right i think she even talks to her handmaid about it a little bit earlier yeah but her handmaid's like well you may as well enjoy it if you have to do it (laughs) right right 
Um, and I mean, she does, right? Like, I mean, obviously her body does, um, which is what kind of makes the sex scenes really, really good. Okay. So if you had to choose, which brother would you choose? The broody, masculine, possessive Jude or the Mm. sweet talking Malik or the Sado Orlin? So are we saying like Mary fuck kill? Like is this <laughs> is this how we're going? All right, I like um... this. Yeah, Mary fuck kill. We got three <laughs> options. <laughs> three brothers, um, three options. Who would you three marry? Three options. This is gonna sound weird. I would probably marry Orlin, only because he is very truthful and he's not like he's like no bullshit. He he doesn't bullshit mari and any of it he tells her exactly what's gonna happen i guess i would just want a straight shooter right it, of the three of them god they're all like i said they're all fucking terrible um who would i kill who would i kill i think i know who you're gonna kill i mean it's definitely pretty close for jude and malik i guess i would kill malik because he's he, He's manipulative. And I guess I would fuck Jude because he seems like he would give you like crazy wild sex that could be really sweet one moment. Like he would be tender and then it would just be a hard pounding buck sesh. Right. And it would be like super crazy. And then he and then he gives you like your own little house and he's like really sweet. Yeah, that's definitely his style for sure. <laughs> All right. Tell me. Fuck, Mary kill. Dang it. Uh, I mean, are we allowed to also fuck the person we marry? Is that... <laughs> against the rules it's like a singular option (laughs) oh man three brothers three options okay if i was gonna kill someone it would probably be malik he's just too nice and you're right he is a manipulator but like i just really don't care for the whole niceties thing um which we already know he's so Um, wholesome (laughs) fucking nice so i'd probably kill him i mean i would probably let's be real i would probably fuck orlin and then marry um jude for sure i knew it i know i know i got problems i really need to stop reading all this dark dark shit (laughs) now tell me why why would you why Why? would you marry i would marry jude did you like that possessive i do i love that he's like super possessive and like he he's obsessive he's possessive and obsessive um (laughs) and he makes these grand gestures right that are over the top obviously but he tries really hard uh to make her like him even though he's a dick and so like i would want to be treated like that all day obsessed over and possessed over and then at nighttime i would deal with the rest and then so you want your dirty side piece with Orlin? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I think so. I think that would be a good a- arrangement. I think that would be my arrangement. Poor bastard Malik just gets, th- he gets, nope, <laughs> thrown under the bus, you're killed. Nobody gets, wants you. I know. He's, he he's so sweet. And he's the only nice one. <laughs> but again, I think it's not real. That's why I, that's why I would kill him because he's, he's not. He he knows that well they're treating you like shit so I'll just come in as Prince Charming and yeah and I got got you bitch, <laughs> got you, bitch. <laughs> yes he does um he totally is a manipulator 
But it is sad that we both wanted to would kill him, even though he's the nicest one. Um, I, I think he has the longest dick of them all, too. Isn't that how it's described? I think Jude has the thickest dick, and he has the longest dick. And I can't remember how dick. I how thought Orleans, Orleans was the is. longest. And I thought. Lex was. I don't know. But they're very. They're all, she does distinguish between the penises pretty well. Yeah, she definitely does go into description that there is a distinction. One of them has a curve, too, if I'm not mistaken. You're right. I wonder if that's Malik. <laughs> but it's not totally like. Right. Like not like a banana, right? It doesn't have like Peyronie's disease or anything like that. But I think, which if no one knows what Peyronie's disease, look it up. I don't. I'm not I going don't, into I don't need to look it up. <laughs> <laughs> All you need to know is banana, <laughs> and it's not. I mean, yeah. Anyways, moving on. But she said that I think Malik's had a curve to it. So okay, so what would you give this book on our spicy scale? One being like your, you know, mommy's read. <laughs> okay, on the chili pepper scale, I would say this is a five. Granted, I haven't read the dark um, gun fucking books that you have, but I would still rate this a five. I'm gonna have to give you a gun fucking book next. Well, I can read that. We can discuss that in next episode. <laughs> and I'll just jump right back into the rabbit hole. There's no climbing out now. We're already in. You'll just you'll just step on my knuckles as I'm climbing out and push me back in with your foot. <laughs> yes, I will kick you down in there. Stay down. <laughs> yeah, listen, you know what? I'm going to give it a four only because my frame of reference is, is apparently pretty brutal. Okay, um, so let's. You want to compromise with a four point five? All right, four point five. I I agree on <laughs> four point five. There is a lot of sex in this book. It is really good sex too. I I think it's definitely not a four just because of how dark it is and That's the amount fair. of sex scenes and the way that they are described and yeah. with the reverse harem aspect of it. It's def. I think it it does cross over that threshold. All right, I'll, you're right. I'll Maybe you it's that. not a five because there's no gun inside her vagina so but who knows maybe Listen. book number three will bring that will will answer your wish Kristen. it's not a wish jesse it just happens to be a theme okay it just happens to be a theme it's not my fault i'm pretty sure you are gravitating towards those types of books yes and i intentionally gravitated away from that in the book i'm reading right now which is a age gap like dad's best friend trope i'm actually liking it a lot all right four and a half chili peppers stamped four. and approved yes stamped and approved um what what do we want to read next time do we want to go deeper into the rabbit hole do we want to come back out into the light no we, we <laughs> should pull out into the light i think we um, should pull out i don't think any of our characters have said that ever <laughs> probably not yeah probably not even poor mari she doesn't want to pull out she doesn't want any of them to pull out that's true yeah let's do um lady of brooksgrave manor it's a tempting monsters series but it's the first in a series and it's by Catherine moon so we will talk about that one next time. You'll be able to finish it really quickly on the plane. Don't worry. It's a reverse harem with like six dudes. Uh, yeah, I know. That's a lot of penis. <laughs> That's a lot of penis. 
Okay. Yeah. I think you're really going to like it. Wonderful. Oh, we weren't drinking anything this week, by the way. Nope. No. I'm staring at Fireball, but there's no way. No. Look away. Look away. Oh, that just that makes me want to vomit just hearing. You want to hear like the most disgusting thing ever? I'm too old for this shit. So my friends came over and we were karaokeing, and one of them decides that we should do shots of tequila. Which fine. That's fine. Love tequila. Except my daughter, my brothers bought my daughter the sour foam candy. It's in Mm -hmm. a pump, a pump bottle. And she thought that that would be an excellent replacement for a lime. And it wasn't. It wasn't, Jesse. It was not a good replacement. It wasn't. It was terrible. And I ended up with tequila in my lungs. Ew. Yeah, it was really bad. How not brown is this person? Uh, very not brown. Very not brown. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that is why that was chosen as a yeah. lime substitute. Uh-huh. Yeah. Listen, bitch has a really good tan, but very not brown. Okay. Um. All right. I love my friends. Because I have to tell you, as a person who is very brown well on the lighter side of brown but very brown white on the inside and like reverse over you um <laughs> i would never how drunk were you guys before that was suggested maybe let me give her a little benefit of the doubt i mean not... if you say not very <laughs> i mean we weren't like hammered like wasn't... okay so there was some I... alcohol involved okay yeah i mean we were drunk okay. enough to to let her convince us okay. of it um, okay then then i will give i will be like all right well then that makes sense yeah and i'll just be like listen it wasn't the first drink of the night okay but it was not the last drink either so that's all i needed to hear is that there was drinks involved before this was even a suggestion <laughs> oh that's my hilarious God. okay all right. Oh. I love you. Thank you guys so much for listening this week. Yes. It was a good one. Um, and we will see you next time. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Don't forget to come find us on all of our socials. We're Indecent Tea Time on Instagram, TikTok, and Reddit. And we'll be around. So send us a DM. And we can't wait to talk to you guys next time. Bye. Thanks for joining us for some Indecent Time. Come back for more Naughty Tea.